Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Your Cleveland Guardians are six games out of the All-Star break as of this recording, having played Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I am, it brings me no pleasure to report that they are the exact same team that they were before the break in that they have some really fun glimpses that make you think, holy cow. This team could be, this could be it. This could be the run. And then they have the moments that make you say, what the hell is going on? Blow up this team. I'm going to go cry in a corner and think about the next 20 years of Cleveland baseball as a black hole. And <laughs> it kind of goes at any given moment. I kind of have the, both oh, those the, feelings. The ebbs and flows are it's, it's an exhausting intense. season. And we're not playing any of the games. And I just constantly just want to nap because of this team. I'm what a micro like these last two series out of the break are such a nice microcosm of the entire season, right? It's six games that you should say conceivably we should be four and two, five and one. Like I understand things fall, you know, not always falling your way, but you had a ch- first of all, you had a chance to step on the throat of a team that is just circling the drain in the Pirates. And you promptly crap it away by walking three guys in an inning and letting them score five runs in like the seven. And that it, it's like you win the series, but like you had a chance to sweep the Pirates who are playing like absolute dog shit. That's okay. Whatever. Great. It hurt. It would have hurt a little less if that Rangers series doesn't go the way it does in that basically blow two games there too. You blow two games there. And so you think, you know, I saw your stat here, uh, Chris, um, I believe it's like what? 26 blown leads and like 20, or is it like 20 blown saves? No, 26, 26 blown leads. So that stats a little bit that, that can be misleading because Right. We could score one run in the first. Right. And then give up three the rest of the game and not score at all. Yeah. And then seven walk-off losses. This team does all the little things very poorly. And they they aren't a team that has any leeway for that. And defensively, too, lately. Yeah. Two guys who last year played one won a gold glove and another... You kind of start looking at them and go, "Oh, maybe you are serviceable here." And and those guys are Rosario and Straw. Look lost. Yeah, like I mean, you can't get anything for him at the trade deadline. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, throw that out. For there. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive I'm gonna dive in 
I'm going to dive into a topic that's, that we're going to cover later. That's for right sure. Now. And it is just the reluctance but, for any flexibility with the lineup is, it makes me sick every day I see it. It's a, it, the, um, being a rookie or a young guy on this team has got to just be the worst experience ever. You know, Freeman will go two for three, two for four, make a bunch of great plays. He won't see a game for five days. Bo Naylor will hit two home runs in a game, and then he's benched for three days. Like, Naylor will be red hot, and let's give him a rest day, even though he we have a rest the next day. Just, like, finish off the... Yeah, like, that made there, no sense. There are 68, 67 games left. Like, there isn't... It's not like we have, like, a six-game lead, and it's like, yeah, we want to just give guys some, some, some breathers here or there. Like, there is no urgency from the team. Tito's lineups are just driving me it's just insane. I, I don't know what we're doing. We I hate it. We got to win of of from the start of the break there were 70 games, 72 games. I'm sorry, 72 games. We got to win at least 40 of those. Oh, yeah, we got to go 40 39. Yeah, definitely. Maybe 39, you know, maybe maybe 39 and 27. Well, the one that gets I mean it's like right now, the way the roster is constructed, it's in a bit of a tough spot, given the fact that you but don't have a right t- field. Well, you don't have a right it's going to be in a tough spot if they don't do anything either. Right. You're sitting there going, you don't have a right fielder. And I can completely understand that they want to still have Rosario's like bat in the lineup because like, yeah, sure. Over the last month, he's been a little more like himself. But it's still um, it's still at the end of the day a league average bat. Right. And you could DH him, but then you go, well, what does that do with Josh Bell's bat? So really now you're just stuck with him at reserve. You're just stuck with him. It is you, you your team is now well, constructed. Your team's constructed <laughs> to where there is nowhere else for him to go. And I don't really buy the idea of like trading him because what the hell is that? I mean there you, are you're teams still in the that hunt. could use him. There are teams that could still use in the him. hunt. I, I, we talked about this in the last episode. Is like, I'm if we're talking about like trade deadline stuff, I still am of the belief that I don't trade any because I don't I don't believe or buy or understand these like, hey, what about Aaron Savali bullshit rumors? Because what team would give you anything of value for him? Well, and also, why would you trade right. him with the but injuries like, you have? My, like, that's crazy. Think, I would still, the easiest solution to this team's problems, even if you still had Straw and Rosario getting like semi-regular at-bats, would be to like dig in, dig deep into your farm system, go to a team like the Orioles, and be like, how many prospects would it take to get this guy who can play right field? Or what it, will it take to get Tyler O'Neill Or like whatever, you know? You can easily get an outfielder that suddenly like shifts the balance to where straw isn't playing every day and you could just live with Rosario, whatever. But like, there's a way to fix it. It's just like, there's not much they can do. Cause like, clearly they don't believe in Oscar Gonzalez it's anymore. Insane. It's insane. He's been you like, so well, I was, the last like month, but I've been reading up. I was reading about a lot of that today in particular. With Gonzalez. Too. What's that? Was it that article from Zach Meisel? It might have been where they're they're in a, in a couple of tweets too. They want him to like work counts and like look for pitches and like make those pitchers throw certain pitches that he can mash. Mm-hmm. And he's still kind of not doing that. Like, yes, right. he's had some success lately, but there's like some small things that he's not doing that they want to see him do. That's before. good, yo. I mean, yeah, we. They bring we him back get up. really in the weeds with like things he isn't doing right. When you just have like two people who like a black who just there. don't shouldn't be starting <laughs> at all on this team, and like it's it oh. just like that's so I I've lost faith in the front office like completely. So, so this season. here's a stat that I have. Here's a stat that I have that I pulled up. Did not put it in the notes because this is going to go. This is going to get. It's a segue into the moves that I would like to see them make maybe at the deadline or post deadline, but very soon. 
Do you guys know that we have five regular players who have an OPS of less than 710? <laughs> and I'll take I'll take a guy above 700, right? 700 is kind of that benchmark of that's a good OPS. But Jimenez and Quan are barely over that 700 threshold. They're at 709. Rosario, Straw, and Brennan are all sub 700. You want to know how many everyday starters, everyday players that the Braves have with an OPS of less than 700? Yeah. Zero. The Rays, two. The Orioles, Two. Now I'm going like you know some of the best teams well, the, right now. The both going the, right the Braves now. went for it. They like they built up a good team. They already had talent in place, and then they were smart enough to realize, oh, we can't just play guys two days a week and have them be good and have you know twenty young guys on this roster, and so they consolidated that and went all in again, yep. even after winning a World Series. And a lot of those guys that gave up. We went over this last episode too. I mean, they aren't doing too much. Well, well, they're, oh, the guys that gave up aren't doing too much, and that's why we're certainly on that board, uh, on that level, uh, advocating to <laughs> unload the system. But I mean, the thing is, like, the Guardians did try to go for it with Murphy and Olson, so like, they clearly know they've got holes. So I wouldn't say I've lost no. faith. I wouldn't say I've lost faith in the front office. They have to sort of recalibrate what they're yes. doing. I'm gonna. I here, I'll tell you this fact. And that's I'm all. I'm, reserve... That's all. I'm. That's all. I'm truly advocating. At the end of the day, I am just advocating for a recalibration, a rethinking of the roster construction, because the three guys with the sub 700 OPS are Rosario, Straw, and Brennan. Rosario's not on the team next year. And Straw, Straw and Brennan in... are. Straw's in danger of becoming like a fourth outfielder, though. And that, exactly, that's the recalibration that I'm I'm referring to. Is you slide mm-hmm. Brennan over to center field or Quan into center and Brennan to left. I can take a guy because Brennan's OPS is like six eighty or something like that. Like he's doing six seventy okay. right now. Yeah, six seventy. Okay. Like I can live with a guy with one guy, maybe even two, with a sub seven hundred. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't live with nearly five guys, though. No, you're never. You're not no. going to win games. You're going to be a 500 exactly. ball club at yes. best. Would I, would I, when I say um, I'm losing faith with the front office, I will. I will give them the benefit of like I still think they're really good at evaluating pitchers, and I I still think they're pretty good at you know with uh, doing trades. They obviously work really well within their budget. Um, I think they are definitely not good at evaluating hitting talent, like at all. And I think, um, and I think hitting talent in the outfield. Yes, I'll give you. They have some. They have some good middle infielding hitting. Her hitting. Hit, yes, hitters. Jimenez. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I would say I will. I will tell you, it's hard to. Uh, it's it's extremely hard to watch a guy like Will Benson this year. Because clearly he unlocked something in Cincinnati to to the, where he's hitting two eighty three seventy nine, but uh, he's only OPS played in like forty games. Okay, he's got. But here's the thing, man. He's played in fifty games, one hundred fifty three plate appearances. But it's only because he's just now getting the regular playing time, and his plate discipline has gotten like the one that, that that's what stands out to me is his plate discipline from last year to this year is like crazy. He was a a free swinger last year. And And, and I understand. I know we're talking about a hundred summit bats and he might fall off the, the cliff completely. But like a part of me is like you and I, I, you know, you, you got nothing for him. You basically just didn't. I don't even remember what they traded, but they got like a couple. They get that uh, Justin Boyd. Who's not doing. I just, I just (laughs) wonder like, how do you, I mean, even Nolan Jones is is producing, even though he's striking out a ton. Like, who knows? But you didn't look at either of those two and think, like, maybe what if we tried it? What if we just, like, tried this year? Yeah. I I don't get that. Like, I didn't understand that, like, 
so quick to unload those two. Yeah, because I mean Jones appeared in like what forty games last year for us, and they must and like and, what's funny to I, me is he they, was he was he was on the forty man, and I know we need to make some forty man like like maneuvering there. So that's yeah, that but like you didn't look at like right, but you didn't look at like Benson Benson like. I don't know, but like you can't look at Jones and Benson and say like, you know, why do why do you why are you so quick to move on from Nolan Jones? But like Gabriel Arias gets the longest. I was just about to say, I was leash. just about to throw Arias. It's like, yeah, we 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 didn't give Jones and well, Benson getting, the looks, that, but Gabriel Arias, Gabriel Arias, who cannot hit a fastball, an elev a fastball above the belt is like his. Crypto. But the thing is, like, yeah, and, you're giving him a leash. But the dude has started like one game in two months. That's the other problem. Is well, like Tyler Freeman's yeah, not getting regular. Not seeing... Like you're not going to know what you have. That was the problem with Nolan Jones. Like you, you did Benson. You didn't get to see what you have because Tito isn't playing any of these guys. And I mean Benson, Nolan Jones, Junior Camonero, Miles Straw. We those are four trades where we definitively lost all of those trades. Um, I still like Straw on this team, though. For now, I st- but the, I mean, yeah, they're on the radar of they don't look good. Well, Will Benson's is rough because he is. What did we get uh, for him again? Will Benson? Didn't you say boy? Oh yeah, boy. Duh! I just I said it two minutes ago. Yeah. Um. Well, the thing about you know, Arias, though. Well, here's the thing about young players, dude. Here's the thing about young players. I understand you're not getting like a ton of playing time, but like Gabriel Arias does have like 168 plate appearances this year, and he hasn't done shit. And well, he needs Tyler to go down Freeman's, to Columbus. He needs to go back does. down to yes, Columbus. Yes, that's the thing. And let's just, just swap yeah. Gonzalez. But like them. Tyler like, Freeman, it, it's crazy. Tyler Freeman's got uh, 80 plate appearances, and he's doing just fine. So I don't always blame it on the playing time. It's just like I. I have no faith whatsoever in Gabriel Arias anymore. I don't care how good he is defensively. Yeah. It's like, dude, well, you're and, taking and here's up the problem. space. Here's man. the problem with Arias too. Like he's great defensively. He's got that rocket arm, but in the grand scheme of things, I still think Jimenez is the shortstop yes. of the future. And I think whoever is going to win this middle infielder, uh, gauntlet duel is going to end up being the second baseman. I mean, it seems very obvious. Whether that, that be Freeman, Freeman do it, or Rokio. And then you whomever. see where Rokio's development is. And then Brito in like two years. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe right, not even no, You're right. Years. But then the other thing is then like, okay, right there, you've given yourself three options at second base with him in as a short trade all the yeah. other stuff. Like there are two, two holes on this roster, and they're both bats. Um, like you know what you need. Yeah, I, I mean, now so let me ask you guys this, because it looks like of all those guys that we just listed to, to potentially be a, a second base replacement. Are you guys cool if they hit ten to twelve home runs a season at most? How many does Rosario have? Well, I Rosario's got like okay. two or three. He, he okay, got cool. Three. Like, but he's never hit more than like he's never hit more than like. Okay, eight great. Plus. And you pair him with Jimenez, who's going to hit you know twelve to fifteen, maybe twenty in a given year, and that's like way more production than we've had in like ten years. And I think I would all of them more... could hit at least two sixty five. Great. Plus. Yeah, I'd be more. I'd be fine with a second baseman hitting 10 to 12 home runs if they I'm I'm honestly less concerned about the infield than I am about uh, the outfield and right okay. field specifically. Right field well, is like we literally the Guardians literally do not have a right fielder. We have half of one, I think. I, I'm I'm like I think we'll run into we'll run into Will Brennan center field. Yeah. I'm like, I'm moving him. I'm moving him yeah. over. I'm moving him over. Right. I think Will Brennan in center field hitting, you know, 
upper 260s to like maybe like 280 with 10 home run pop and him and Stephen Kwan, that that is like dynamite defense out there. Yeah, I'd, I'd like They're a young. few more home runs with my outfield. I would like, love a few more home literally runs, but that's where I think the team is doing. But that's where I think you you focus on on in right field, where it's like, okay, we got to find a guy who can hit twenty five plus. Yeah, and can play respectable. I don't defense. know, man. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be a gazelle out there. You know, we don't need that that Mookie Betts, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. And uh, I can't remember the third outfielder that the Reds had or Red Sox had that were just like all center fielders out there. Like we don't need that outfield. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm so down on the team. Our offense is such ass. Like, I mean, like you're just, you're just, you're Actually, constantly but- just relying on Josh Naylor and Jose Ramirez. Like for the most part. But, but to that, but to that point, a few small adjustments, and I think we could be a very solid team, top to bottom, one to nine. Yeah, they just need to make these moves. Um, which leads me into, which leads me to my point of what moves if you if if we were to be GM. We would be fired first of let's all. Let's be realistic. We'd be fired. Well, let, let's be let's be realistic here too. Too much money. We're not trading. We're not trading uh, Espino and Valera and um, Rocchio and um, uh, Gavin Williams to the Angels for Shohei Otani. For for. I wouldn't even ask Dolan. I would do the trade and then get fired. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like that's what I would do. That's if you want to energize the fan base that's actually coming out for games. Oh, like they're coming <clears> to <throat> games this year. Our attendance is, is like way up from last year. The, this game, this game coming up sold on out. Saturday, Phillies, right? The the middle sold game out. of the yeah. of the Phillies sold out. I believe Sunday might be sold close to us. Yeah, the fans too. are great. Cleveland, Cleveland baseball fans. When you give them a respectable product and you have consistency. They're really good. Like it just, I yeah. I but I know I know they're never going to do Otani in a thousand years. Um, I mean, we could we could dream about it, and and, and he makes so, make much, so sense much sense. For so many different. And you reasons. can justify it out the ass by saying, we, "Well, in our wildest dreams, we'd only have to give Bieber twenty million dollars a year, and in our wildest dreams, a forty-plus home run hitter would only cost us twenty to twenty-five million a year." And that can be the same fucking person. And he's going to earn you a ton of money for marketing. Uh, You're going to sell so many jerseys. You're going to get an international following like you've literally never had for Cleveland. Um, I mean, it's just like obvious. Of course, if he's just like, I don't want to play in Cleveland. I like Jose Ramirez. I don't want to go to Cleveland. Okay, cool. That's fine. Then like, obviously you wouldn't do that trade, but it does just make a lot of sense, but we'll live on planet earth for, for this exercise. Yeah. So so for this exercise, yes, yes. What are um, your moves three that we would make? Moves that you would make as GM. Three moves? Three moves. I'm going to cap it at three. If you if you don't even have three, don't don't feel Can pressured we do into extensions. Is that is that fair game? Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Like like uh like right now this season, like right if now, I if I was this season, GM today. Like like let's we'll go you know all-star break or all-star break my gosh trade deadline like uh and you know in the days following so literally in the next you know two weeks Mm -hmm. how would you augment this roster for the uh stretch finish i'm just looking something up again trying to be as trying Trying to be as realistic as possible. So re- as realistic yeah. as possible. First thing I'm doing is I'm sending down Gabriel Arias and I'm calling up Oscar Gonzalez. Okay. I, I think I would say, get, even, even if you had concerns about plate discipline and, and pitch selection, I would say, look, buddy, we're going to bring you back up. You're going to play right field. And we're going to, we're going to, you're going to hit like seventh and we're going to see what happens. Um, That's fair. 
I think it's it's fair to give him another shot based on how hot he's been in Columbus and just say, what what do we have to lose at this point? That being said, the next move would be then you move Brennan over to center and you drastically alter Miles Strauss playing time to where he's a rover and like, you know, maybe yeah. sometimes he's going to spell Brennan based on the matchup or, you know, Gonzalez won't play every day. So like, whatever, um, you know, he's still playing four, three, three to five times, a, four to five times a week. I would say straw probably plays and he gets into games late um, for defensive purposes. Uh, but I, I think it's fair to say at this point, straw has like, you know, earned the demotion to some extent. Um, sure. So I guess that counts as like a second move. Well, then, it's it's a, it's a move that's made based. I would almost count that as one, because the implications I, of yeah. bringing Gonzalez in, you're going to have to shift Brennan over. So that, that's that's all counting. I'll count that as one. So that's one. The only, I mean, the only other. Okay, here's move move two. Bring up James Karinchak. Like you, I, you have to. Something's got to like. The bullpen as a whole, like, is pretty solid, except for like this very weird thing going on this season. No, like seventh eighth inning sucks. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's, a nightmare. It's the Bermuda Triangle of the bullpen. And I would say that it's probably fair to just bring him back up again and say, "Look, you've earned the chance to give a get another shot. We just gotta like find somebody who will like be able to pitch in the." late innings i don't know if they even believe it could be him let's just try it man it doesn't what does it hurt at this point nobody in the bullpen i i I don't feel that good about anybody in the bullpen in a late inning i really don't um maybe it's tough you could almost be like what eli morgan like i mean he's gotten roughed up a couple times this past week yeah right yeah I mean, right. I, I'm a big. I love uh, De Los Santos, but he's get he's been rough. Literally up everybody has. They've all been getting hit. Super weird. Everybody's all been getting hit. Yeah. So and and I I do defend Tito on stuff like that where people are like, why do you keep putting henches out there? Because like, what else you are you going to do, buddy? Like, and like these guys need another chance. You can't yeah, just like give up on the entire a, bullpen. Last thing you want to do is make a rash decision based on two bad outings. Yeah, I the, the the like quick draw on like bullpen pitchers that people have, I'm like, just give it a rest. And like also, what would you expect the manager to do if the entire bullpen's imploding? Yeah. So I guess the second move would be realistically bringing back Karen Check in some form to see if he can regain anything there. Don't expect that to be a game changer. The only other thing that I'd probably do realistically and i've seen this thrown around and i, and I do like this as an idea because the orioles recently called up colton Kowser, who we've talked about yeah who we love um, but they they do have the 2020 first round pick heston kajirstad K- K- mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean whatever mm-hmm. uh heston jurstad um he is 24 he was the yep. fir- first round pick second overall in 2020 uh, in AAA this year at Norfolk, he's hitting 339, 4, 422, um, with an OPS over a thousand, with like five homers, 16 RBIs, you know, really just kind of kicking the shit out of everybody in AAA. And he had a great AA start this year, hitting 310, um, hit 463 in low a last year went up to high a and and really actually struggled a little bit um but look he's fantastic i would almost say look i'd almost just say to the orioles here's a here are a few here are like some maybe lower level pitching prospects who are like not quite there yet like joey cantillo i would almost be like because their pitching's actually the orioles pitching's like actually not bad it's not, it's not bad, but they could they could use they could use some more. They, they could, could use, use more, more reinforcements in the short and long every, term. Every team can. So if you go to them and say like, "We'll literally give you like some of our decent to good 
pitching prospects in like double A and below. Yeah. Because if you're going to look at, if, if the Guardians are going to say, look, we might actually have a chance to re-sign Shane Bieber now. And if we can keep Tristan McKenzie around and Aaron Savali, who can just fill in whenever the hell he's healthy, then you got Bybee, Logan Allen, yep. and Gavin Williams, and Cody Morris, and Peyton Battenfield, you're and a pinch, yeah. and Davion Curry. 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 Like, I, you I don't... And, um, you, you, yeah. Use it on a former first-round pick who is a right fielder. <laughs> like, yes. that's the guy right there. Yep. So I, I think that would be the... And I know people would look at it and be like, what the hell? This guy does... I mean, what's this guy going to do? But like, let's just say he pans out and suddenly you've got... You just like got the second overall pick from a couple of years ago yeah, on your team. That's pretty damn impactful. Yes, it is. So that, really, that's probably what and, I... Mean. And, and here's the thing too. I know I tweeted about this. They went outfielder with like three of their top seven picks in this year's draft. They did. Yeah. It was super weird. The Orioles. Yeah. Where it's like, cause, cause I, I mean, you know, I made the joke of, Oh, are they, are they re, re, you know, restockpiling the, uh, outfield they're, pipeline? They're how we treat starting make a pitching. trade with us. Yeah, they are. Yeah. All right. That, okay, All right, but yeah. What about your three? I'm re-signing Shane Bieber. Okay. I mean, I don't like. I don't know what he's going to get in the open market. If he thinks it's going to be over twenty-two million dollars a year, I would be. I think he's. I think he's a fool if he thinks. Yeah, he's I, like I would that. be shocked. That is stability, and I know this franchise loves stability. Um, sure. having Bieber signed, your rotation is set. Like, you're set. You're six deep, seven deep. It's your strength. Cool. You've been. It's been. As much crap as I was giving the uh, front office, you know, 15 minutes ago, I will also be fair that, like, there's not a whole lot you can do when everybody regresses and you lose three-fifths of your starting rotation to injury. To injury, yeah. And one guy is Zach Plesek. <laughs> so, like, it's it's just, like, really hard to, like, even be in a, in a, a hunt, and we're fortunate of our Speaking division. of... Speaking of, did you see a stat line tonight in Columbus? Oh, no. Well, no, what was it? Well, like three and a third, with like five walks, like only one earned, but like five walks and like three Ks. And I was like, oh, he has that's just so, ugh, so like, bad. Ugh. That's disgusting, right? He like, has just lost. Like, Man, can we like yeah. package him in a trade? <laughs> just package him with like a bunch of garbage. And maybe there's a team that's like, no man, you gotta have roster. You gotta have dudes filling out the roster yeah. in Columbus. No, you don't. We can draft guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some okay. Point, so yeah. I'm, I'm extending Bieber. Okay, I'm extending Naylor, the Josh version. Um, oh, he's yes, just yes, yes. out of his goddamn mind. Major League Baseball doesn't give a shit because he plays in Cleveland. No, if he was don't. on the Yankees, oh my god, the amount. Of oh yeah. They'd be creaming themselves. They'd, They'd be, be creaming themselves mind. every night. Uh, but that works in our advantage because we, we can extend him probably. And I think you have yeah. to extend him. He is one of two guys that is like your primary offense. Um, you know, I think he wants to stay here. His brother's here. Like, so I, I think that I, that, that would, I would get that done to give. It bodes well. Yeah. It just to well show the him. fans like, Hey, like we, yes, this has been a year. We, we haven't like loved or anticipated. But we have Quan for the long haul. Um, we have Jimenez. We just resigned. Jose's here. We have Naylor. Like we have the core of guys like you all love. We didn't expect everybody yeah. to kind of fall back. We didn't expect the injuries. And then my third thing, I'm, I'm making a splash. I it would take a lot. I don't. I don't even know if the Orioles. They probably are just going to hang up the phone. But I'm going for Anthony uh, Santander. Give me my right fielder. Give me a guy. They might not though. They might yeah, not. I, I mean, you're talking about a first place club. They're not going to probably move. Yeah, but they brought up. But they brought up Kowser. I know Mullins is hurt right now. Yeah, but for the right package, I could see them going. Obviously, yeah. You know, we don't think Ced, We don't think Cedric's hurt all that bad. You know, we should get him back. 
In yeah, a week I mean, or two. the Cardinals. I Cardinals see them. B, but you know, if you really are just like yeah. we're going to go for it, you obviously you probably you probably have to give Savali up. I know we joke about like, what's his value, but like they're going to need a guy who's going to start now and pitching. And he's pitching. He's pitching well. He's pitching this well year. this year. So it's like, hey, cool. He can be our third guy in in our rotation uh, for the playoffs. Like he, you know. And then you give up Valera. Yeah, I, I think it would probably be a, some. Probably, I was gonna say you'd probably have to toss yeah, somebody you're, else. You're giving up a couple of good, good minor league prospects. But guess what? That's okay because the team is so goddamn young, and we have so much logjam. We have to start giving these guys away. For I want proven talent. Steve brought this up like last episode. Like the Braves were smart, and and yes, I am happy the Guardians were in on both those guys, but they didn't get either of them. Um, but like proven yeah. talent is what I want at this point. Like you have the rotation. Bieber's not getting younger. Jose mm-hmm. took a huge discount to be here. Like you owe it to him to like just go for it. I'm not saying obviously our version of going for it, we'd want Otani, but I we can meet in the middle. We can go for it for a guy who's gonna get you twenty five home runs, hit two eighty, um, not gonna drain all of your farm resources. It's going to be like two top guys, maybe three top guys, and then a filler or two. So those are the three moves I would make. Yeah, and and I, I just go back and think back to like the Padres from a few years ago. They've sold off. Like if if like I would I would have to go back to like maybe maybe going back to like the twenty nineteen like top prospects in the Padres organization. Probably a lot of those guys are gone, and the Padres are not having the season that they were hope for but they, they they've gone for it and they've made some big splashes um but it takes those prospects to get there um so my three quickly very the first two are very similar to steve's actually um so that was kind of ironic i don't know if i go oscar gonzalez but i have a list of like five outfielders that i would try to i would be on the phone with these teams about lane thomas mm-hmm. Alec Burleson, uh, Dylan Carlson, both of the uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Maybe Joe Adele of the Angels. Yeah. Yep. And then her said, like you said, with the Orioles. And and I like Santander too. So Fabs, I have to, he, he probably makes my list. Um, I'm on the phone with one of those. Teams, and I'm like, what do mm-hmm. you guys want? What do you want? Like Savali? Sure. Take him. You know, uh, you know, a couple of these top prospects. Sure. You know, if, if the, if I'm getting the guy who I can, who is young and controllable, who I can plop in there and who can hit me. Tw- I mean, Lane Thomas is another of these, one of these Cardinals rejects who's been playing well since he's gotten some playing time. Imagine that. Um, Maybe he's on like the light end of the home run spectrum of those five or six guys that I mentioned, but I, I would take him. Uh, and then yeah. that also kind of pushes Brennan to center field. The next move that I would look to make, and I know Steve, you might disagree with this, but I'm willing to move on from Ahmed Rosario tomorrow. <laughs> I would look to a team like Baltimore, who has Jorge Mateo at shortstop. Right, it was like, like falling off the face of the earth. He's falling off the face of the earth. And it's like, this guy can at least maybe do something for you in the playoffs. I am not opposed. I, I'm certainly not opposed. And I look, for, I look for teams like that, where it's like, yeah, you want this guy who's had, had he's had, he has some history. He's heating up. You know, it's a rent, he's a rental. And I try to get a bullpen arm or something. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not opposed. You know, or or uh, you know, maybe maybe he's a part of one of these packages for an outfield bat as well. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, if you were to go to the Orioles and be like, "We'll give you Aaron Savali, um, Joey Cantillo, Ahmed Rosario," and like you can have your pick of like whoever else for someone way low, like Herstad, like, and like like a. Double A pitcher, right? Yeah, Kurt, that's Kirsten. a do, that's Kirsten. a very doable. I think that's a. I mean, you know, 
The only thing that would make that deal palatable for the Orioles would be like Cantillo because they'd say like, cool, we got like a top pitching right. prospect and we need more, you know, like yeah. everything else is kind of just bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, I'm starting to think that there's there's some smoke to this Bieber extension. That's not my third move, but I, I'm starting to think that there's some smoke there. Um, because quite honestly, you know, like we've, we've laid out, he's been dinged up. His velocity's down. You know, he's not going to get that huge payday on the market. No. Maybe it's, he comes here and he kind of starts taking that elder statesman role. Sliding well, in like two or three spot. You and, don't think and, a right elbow, you don't think like a right elbow injury makes him kind of reconsider like, hey, maybe I should like lock in my career. Well, yeah, and, and shoulder earlier. He's had so right. many injuries. And, I mean, yeah. Yes, yes, he has. Um, and then my final move is like really just kind of, it could go a lot of different ways, but for the sake of this argument and something different than that hasn't been said. I'm moving on from Cam Gallagher. I'm bringing up Zach Collins to be the backup catcher. Dude's been raking down in Columbus. He has like a 280 average with like 14 to 16 home runs. Like, okay, as a backup catcher, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, why not? Of a guy why hitting not? 230 who can have some pop. And then I would make David, that makes then David Fry like my super utility guy. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think like he's David like Fry. the perfect role for that. Like that's, yeah. But then, you know, I, I, I start lessening the logjam behind home plate. So Bo gets a little bit more playing time, you know, lessen the uh, shortstop logjam. Hopefully, you know, we can see then, you know, with that trade of uh, Rosario, you get to see. I'd go with Freeman, to be completely honest. I'd stick him in. I'd give him the first shot because I'm I'm kind of over Arias as well. And, you know, um, as much as I do like Rokio, I kind of want to see what Freeman's got. Yeah, Rokio, I mean, the, the more I look at it, I'm like, clearly Rokio's time is just next year. Like, he's, yes, he's only 23. I'm, I'm kind of coming along. I'm coming to that conclusion as well. Like, yeah, he's, still so he's 23. He'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. Like, but I want to see, I want to see Tyler Freeman get like 40, 50 games, you know, I'm not every day at best. I'm 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 certainly not opposed to seeing Rosario go if like it can translate into anything that like gets you anywhere. I mean, I I weirdly think that like it sounds crazy to say, but like moving Rosario probably weakens you for this year. Maybe for this year, but but, but I don't know. But how again, much... like, are they winning the World <laughs> Series? Like, no. no, they're 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 two games under five hundred. They can't get out of their own way, think, and they I shit their pants. Think the goal should be eighty four to eighty five wins. I, and it, it, you know, it's like and that could be enough. All right, to win it. The, <laughs> like, this really truly reminds me of those stretches, though those two seasons between the thirteen right. playoff team and that sixteen team that was special is there were the two seasons fourteen and fifteen where they really had to sort out all their stuff, bring up a couple prospects like Lindor. And really recalibrate for two years, and you know there was a time where they were going to give Justin Masterson like a big contract extension, and I remember he he uh, said no, and they friggin' like dodged that one. But you know that tells you how hard it is to like. They were still decent; they were over five hundred, but like yeah. they were just kind of okay. And this is sort of where we're at: is like. All right, the, cool. Like it's a transition there's, year. There's no, there's no, um, there's no problem with that in the long run, I guess. If 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 moves are made, though, yeah. if we're just standing pat and we're not doing anything, and there's really like kind of like no, I mean, because like let, let's be honest, like a Hurstead or Kerstead move, that, that's kind of more for next year too. Well, he has, I mean, he's never even played. He's never yeah. played a major league game. Yeah, so, so like, that's that's more of a move for next year. If we're going to be completely, and you honest. better, you better hope the guy pans out 
Well, there's a couple. There's a couple. So I've been looking at the minor league system a lot lately, specifically in the outfield. Um, there's a couple bats that are coming up where I was like, you know, if you had an older Stephen Kwan and an older Will Brennan, I wonder how this guy next to those guys fares. You know, Oscar Gonzalez is probably top of that list. George Villar have soured on. Um, Isn't that funny? Then you have Dude, yes. um, Jonathan Rodriguez. Soured on Noel, too. Yeah, Noel have soured on, too. But you have Jonathan Rodriguez in Akron, who's getting like a, like a 280-something batting average with yeah, like 15 give me a little more runs. Give me a little, a little more information about him, because we've never really talked about him much. No, and no one does. Mm-hmm. I was looking him up. He's like... 45th out of 50 prospects in the system. And, you know, every rating is giving him like a a grade of like a 40, you know, where he's like a bench player. But the Mm. dude has consistently been like a 280 hitter at like every level. And I was like, okay, I'm going to factor in some regression. But if this guy can hit me 20 home runs and hits 265, I'll take it. He would be our third best hitter. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I take it, you know? He's a little bit older. I think he's like 24. He's um, 23 right now. Twenty, Yeah, he's about to turn 24. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Um, but, like, he's just a very interesting prospect, and I would like to see him up in Columbus soon. Um, yeah, I, I I would. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. I mean, I think you kind of nail it. It's like, okay, he... You know, he, he doesn't do anything like that'll make your eyes pop out of your skull. No, but I'd be very curious to say a guy hitting two eighty at like three fifty seven on base with fifteen homers in double A. Why not give him? Why not call him up and yeah. see what he can do? Because even if he came up to the Guardians at some point when he was like twenty five, you know. Okay, like, yeah. sounds great. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. But well, and then there's two other names too coming up through the system. Chase Palauder, oh, I love him. Was tearing Thank the cover of the ball. Like, dude went like zero for three in his like first game with uh, Columbus or shoot, gosh, Lake County. And then he had, like went like an eleven game hitting streak, just like. Tearing the cover off the ball, but he's hurting. Well, that's what happens. Like the funny thing is, like that's. I mean, now I, they have drafted some first round hitters who didn't pan out, or they immediately moved on from. But like, hey man, sometimes that's what f- drafting first yes. round hitting talent will do. Like yeah, like they'll de- right? they'll demolish that level, that early level of competition. I am psyched. I um, I, I watched some uh, Ralphie Velasquez, and like I'm pretty excited about his his future. I that, think that was a really good pick. Our, our first yeah. round draft pick yeah. this year, like yeah. It. Like, I don't think he sticks no. a catcher. No, like I think he moves for space, maybe right but field. I was kind of like, DH. okay, okay. Like I see what you're really what pretty you're about, swing. Buddy. Like really compact, yes. nice swing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're gonna have a little bit of a log jam in the outfield too soon. You know, if we don't figure this out, which sucks is like, yeah. There are so many minor things that if they just go slightly different way, and not even all of them, this team is five or six games up in the division. Like, this team is clearly better than the Twins. It's just been some weird bullpen occurrences, lots of injuries to key players, and lots of regression. Like, I... Maybe you don't win the division this year. You miss the playoffs. But I do agree with Steve. I think we're we're in one of those, like, because the good thing is there's a lot we don't need to fix. We don't need to fix third base. We don't need to fix second base. We don't need to fix uh, first base. We don't need to fix our rotation, our closer, our left fielder. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that is, like, set for the next five. Catcher. Catcher. Catcher, I, five catcher. I would argue center fielder. I would I would argue center yeah. field as soon as we yeah, have Will Brennan. Yeah, and catcher, yeah. I, I love a, yeah. a Bo Naylor and Fry 
just give me those two guys. Well, like I wouldn't even say fry, but I'm like I'm I'm going back to my Zach Collins comment. Like, dude was a top top draft pick for the White Sox, and I mean, if I'm if, if his numbers in Columbus, I mean, again, it's Columbus. It's 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 not the bigs, right? But even factoring in regression there, if he can be a part time guy who hits you two thirty to two forty, and has some pop. And plays a decent defense. Yes, that's fine. And David Fry is still also on your roster as a an emergency, you know, guy or a super utility guy. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, but David Fry and, shouldn't and, be yeah. playing outfield. Like that is not no, a scenario. No. That is where I'm a like Tito. No, what no, are no, you no. doing here? You know baseball more than I. I know whatever the best I don't thing get, I know. I don't get, but I just don't understand some of these things. You know. And I've, you know, I was on vacation, so I checked out a little bit, and I and I haven't a hundred percent jumped back in, you know, in this last week and a half. But like playing David Fry in right field over Will Brennan, like I'm like, am I did I miss something? Even if it was like a pit, even if it was like a righty lefty thing, it's like, who cares at this point? Like, no, what are we doing? Yeah, those lineups where those lineups where it's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna load them up. We're gonna put we're gonna have Arius and Fry in the lineup. Oh my god, oh, I know it's a loss when I see like Gallagher's catching, Arius is giving Jose the day off, and Fry's playing right field. I'm like, well, this is gonna be a three hitter. Hope we can win this game two yeah, to nothing. This is over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I sometimes sometimes the whole like, well, we got a lefty, so that means we got to load them up with all the righties we got. It's like, yeah, but what happens if like all the right-handed hitters we have Shit. are yeah. like awful? <laughs> so does that, that yeah. does that hurt us still? Does that is that better so this or is worse? Where the What's analytics, I'm like a little bit like, give just give me the same lineup every day. Like I don't care. Just like for, like it, it's yeah. just too much sometimes. I mean, I yeah, agree. it's like, you know, you never, the funny thing is like, I don't know, clearly Josh Naylor has like worked his, worked out some of his troubles against lefties. Yes. But, you know, um, the same could be said for like Will Brennan, where it's like, what, what if, what if we just, it's like with Quan, it's like, you don't really bat an eye with him. What if we just gave it a shot and let him work <laughs> it out against lefties? And if that meant that he was hitting like 240 for a year or something fine but at least so give him a it. chance it's, it's still better it's still better than what miles straw yes. is providing us like oh yeah that's the it, frustrating part that, the definition of a black hole offensively yeah and i like miles straw it's just like dude i think he'd be a probably great fourth outfielder i, I think love, he'd be a great fourth I, outfielder and i think what after this year he's gonna have three more years left on the deal right yes yeah, I think there is a world, much like I just described with trading Ahmed as to, to a contender. I think there is a world, probably not this year, maybe next year, certainly the following year, where you can say to a contender like, "Hey, we got this guy on our team. He's making five mil a year. You know, he can be a defensive replacement, hustle type of guy off your bench." He's a per yeah, he's a perfect fourth outfielder. You can get something very good defensively. But yeah. What do I know? Yeah, you know. Hey, we aren't the GMs here. So um okay. Well that was uh cathartic. It was. So, it truly was. Let's get where it's dust off the. It's the you, best way to dust off a pitch clock. Yeah. Yeah, that I I would very much like to do that. Um, okay. I have a pitch clock for you guys. Here it is. Here's the question. Um, because because we don't get to we don't get to shine a light on him enough, and it's kind of funny. It, I do find it very funny before we even get into the pitch clock question. It relates to it, but you know, Josh Naylor is having 
just an absolutely insane year. Like, I would argue one of the best, most impressive offensive seasons in, like, recent Cleveland baseball yeah. memory. And for a guy not named, For a guy not named Jose, yep. 100%. Yes. 100%. And, and I would argue that it's almost been done anonymously or, like, mm-hmm. cer- certainly under the radar, like... I, I wonder if even casual Guardians fans have like stopped to take a look at his stats and been like, holy shit, you know, he's hitting what? 310? Um, so it's interesting that, you know, part of it is that he didn't make the all-star team, which is like 100%, yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, um, he's having a crazy year, so we don't get to appreciate him enough this season, and it kind of sucks that it's happening during this like, sort of wet fart right. of a season where they're going to finish with like 83 wins. And it's like, he's going to have like an insane, you know, 30, he'll be like a 25, 25 guy with like a hundred some RBIs. Um, yeah. That being said, speaking of RBIs, here's the pitch clock question okay. that I have in mind. And this, maybe it's an easy thing to answer. We'll see. But I was looking at the top 10 all time seasons for runs batted in for Cleveland hitters. And Manny Ramirez, of course, has the most in franchise history with 165 in 1999. Yep. And I was like, obviously no. But I was looking at the top 10. And uh, I was like, could Josh Naylor sneak his way into the top 10 um, of, of all-time runs batted in for a season in franchise history? The 10th spot is currently held by Tris Speaker uh, from the 1923 season, which we all remember so well. Oh, vividly. Like it was yesterday. Yes. Just 100 short years ago, uh, Tris Speaker hit 100 or had 130 runs batted in. Now, our boy, Josh Naylor, has had at least two, I believe, games of like six RBIs this season. And the man is on a freaking tear. Um, there's, I believe, 66 games left. Right? 66 as of today. Yes. So 66 games left. Josh Naylor currently has 75 RBIs. 55 to tie, 56 to break. So he needs 56 RBIs over the last... 66 games to get himself into the top 10. Does he do it now? I'll go. Who wants to go? All right. Are you ready? I got, I got my clock. Ready you, okay. You Chris it. has got the clock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You tell me where you go whenever you are. Okay. Three, two, one. I go. think he falls short. I'm thinking in the 110 to. 118 range. Um, I I want the team to stay in contention. I just think they're going to fade, and maybe he gets fewer at bats late in the year. Right, 14 and a half seconds. Nice. Um, all, right. all right, Chris, you I ready? Can, I, I'll hop in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, I think he's in a fade. Well, I think the team will fade a little bit too. I think we could still get to 84, 85 wins maybe at best, but I think teams are going to start to take note of him, and 130 is a high number. I could see 120, but not 130. Okay. All right. Just under, seconds. like, 16. Yep. All right. You ready, right. Steve? Let's go. All right. Three, two, one, go. I'm going to say he does it. I think he's going to hit literally 131 RBIs. And the reason that I think so is because this is, of course, going to happen in a season where the Guardians shit their pants and are like two games over 500. And he has like a record breaking season that ultimately means absolutely nothing. It would be very Guardians. (laughs) It's a very good point. Um, It's it's funny that you mentioned that, too. Like, as you were saying that, I'm like looking at these like this. This record. So Manny Ramirez in 99. That season didn't me- mean much. Nope. Um, I'm just going to talk to talk to the the players during our lifetime. Um, number three, Albert Bell, '96 season. We lost in the ALCS. Didn't matter. Yep. 
Yeah, big big uh, turd there. Manny Ramirez in '98 was Boston number four. Yeah, yes, we were up two games. Yep. Oh, against Boston and blew it. Mm-hmm. And then again, just sticking to our lifetime, number eight, Juan Gonzalez, 2001 with a hundred. That's when we lost to Seattle to the Mariners. Yeah, like yeah, just like I didn't see '95, '97. You know. No. 2016. No. 2016. I mean, you know, no. 2013. Yeah, it's, 07. Like 07. Well, I mean, I would have taken. Okay. But look at, even look at the rest of it, though. You've got the other ones are Hal Trotsky, 1936. Nothing yeah. happened then. At Earl Averill, 1931. Hal Trotsky again in 34. And Ed Al Morgan Rosen in 1930. 53. At least 53, it was like, okay, yeah. they were one year away from a World Series. Those yeah. teams in the 30s didn't do shit. No. No, so it's funny to see how meaningless a stat this kind of is, but I think that would only make it very more, very that, that much more Cleveland. So Cleveland. It'd be on, it'd be yes. on brand. Like it'd, it'd be very yeah. much on brand. That like somehow we waste yet another great season from Jose Ramirez, and somehow an even better year from Josh Naylor, and we completely poop it away. I mean, by like finishing three games under or something. Let me let me just do one quick thing. But Josh Naylor's also only 26. And to your point, Fabs, like you talk to him about an extension like yes. immediately this offseason yes. and be like, Yes. Look, buddy. Yeah. You figured it out and we want you here. Like Yeah, I mean he's a future, obviously a future all-star, you know, really a big heart and soul of the team guy. Him and Jose, you know, those are twenty five home run plus guys. Like you're, you're getting there. One or two, one or two I'll more say bats. this. I'll say this as my final thought with with Josh Naylor. RBIs aside, the other numbers really kind of remind me of a better hitting. And I need to throw that in there. Better hitting. Um, shit! I lost the guy's name. Miles Straw. Tip of my tongue. Oh no! <laughs> Much better, Miles Straw. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, I mean, I I can't find his name. I just had it. Somebody from the Guardians. Yeah, Indians like early two thousands. Ben Broussard. No, not a not a Broussard. Well, I guess Broussard, and then who was the? Oh, really? I was just throwing it out there. Well, Ben Broussard, yes, but like, who do we have after him? Ryan Garko. Oh yeah, mm. I love Ryan Garko. We do. Like, we remember are really how Ryan Garko. I, I, we, we brought up Ryan yeah, Garko earlier this year. We really and we were like, him. man, could you imagine having a Ryan Garko type bat in mm-hmm. this lineup? Mm-hmm. The guy who hit like 280 to like 300 with like 20 home runs. He'd be the. That's yep. Josh Naylor, but a little bit better. Perfect five hitter. Yes. Which I think Josh Naylor will be. And is. Yep. It's just, we got to find that other bat to kind of stick between him and Hosey. And, you know, that guy gets us 25 to 30. Whereas Hosey and, and Josh get us that 20 to 25. <sighs> yeah. If it, was, if it was only so easy as it, as it is in the show. <laughs> yeah, all right. Damn it. <laughs> well, uh... I'm. I mean, look. Hey, look. If they even with the season being kind of a dump to some extent, it's been a lot of fun watching Josh Naylor break out. Yes, and, and there's some Gavin things. Williams by there's, the there's some, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to still like. It's. I. I don't feel like this is one of those things where, you know, like like I. I feel like this might be the red situation next year. Where hundred percent the Reds you're are riding really like high. Yes, you're riding high. You might have overperformed. 
and then you kind of come back down to earth but i don't get the sense that the guardians like are now like their window closed and now they're gonna no. be the pirates it's still and there's still a lot of great offensive talent it's just like a couple pieces away it's like just, we keep yeah, saying yeah you know so i'm still excited there's still a lot of good stuff and there and there's still a lot to like uh even in a season that's like kind of a bummer um but you know hey look that's baseball man so yeah all right that does it for this episode um we will return quite soon and uh in the meantime uh please rate review subscribe especially on spotify um i believe that that most people these days are listening on spotify so you're trying to pick how to review us or give us a rating do it on spotify that would be cool uh or apple don't care anyway we will talk to you guys later 